Welcome to Blackhawks Insider, the official podcast of the Chicago Blackhawks, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive what Kane and Taves drive. I'm Carter Baum, and coming up on today's episode, the first Blackhawk player to have his jersey retired since 2008, Marion Hossa, joins the show to discuss the franchise's ultimate honor, signing a one-day contract this week to officially retire as a Blackhawk, and much more coming up right now on Blackhawks Insider, presented by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers. It's all about the drive. Hey, Blackhawk fans, your local Chevy dealers have an opportunity for you to score big. ChevyDriveChicago.com is giving you a chance to win an autographed Patrick Kane Chicago Blackhawks jersey. That's right, an 88 jersey signed by 88 himself. ChevyDriveChicago.com and enter to win right now. You can't win if you don't enter. Offer ends February 28th. Drive what Kane and Taves drive. Drive a Chevy at ChevyDriveChicago.com. You remember Marion Hosa's first game as a Blackhawk. The score sheet showed two goals, one shorthanded. What it didn't show was all of the relentless back checks, poke checks, and check checks that made the evening miserable for the opponent. Game in, game out, over 500 of them in a Blackhawk sweater. His effort, commitment, and professionalism were always the same. Throughout Blackhawks history, throughout NHL history, few players have exemplified Big Hoss's consistency and combination of size, skill, determination, and tenacity. All crucial elements in winning three Stanley Cup championships. His is a first ballot Hall of Fame legacy worth more than one night of recognition. It's a legacy worthy of eternity. Joined now by Marion Hossa. First off, Marion, congratulations. Um, It's not often that the Blackhawks retire a jersey number. You're just the seventh number retired in nearly 100 years of Blackhawks hockey, the first since 2008 to have your number go to the rafters. What does that mean for you? What what kind of a moment uh, is that going to be for you and, and what significance does that hold to, to you personally? Hey, uh, first of all, it's it's nice to be back in a in a town, and uh, after four years being here, it's uh, it's amazing to 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 come to United Center uh, to to see the fans and uh, receive uh, an, uh, Johnny's thousand game, a nice a nice cheer. All four yeah. of us uh, was uh, it was great to be back. But uh, this uh, this is a special thing. Uh, obviously, uh, you know my goal was uh, retire as a Blackhawks and sign uh, one day contract so I can. I can uh, happily make a retirement as a come down as a Blackhawk, but uh, when the and uh, when Rocky Words announced to me, you know he liked to retire my jersey, I was blown away. It's you know I was uh, I was I was speechless, and uh, it means so much to me. It's something when you play, you kind of don't even think about those things. Yeah, never cross your mind, but uh, you know being a, as a Hall of Famer, enjoyed the time in uh, in Toronto. And uh, this uh, news, when it was announced, I was I was humbled and uh, thankful, and 
it's it's been lost to me and i still don't realize it but yeah you're right there is not many many players there is uh you know only six of them and being there with them that's mean so much to me does it hold a little uh extra significance that stan makita is one of those numbers as well yeah definitely being there with another slovak fellow it's it's amazing there is only uh there's only two players so far from Slovakia, Stan Mikita and Peter Stasny. I believe they got a uh, jersey in the rafters and uh, they're both Hall of Famers. And I'm the third one, you know, from our country. And uh, being uh, my jersey going to the rafters in the United Center, it's, you know, as a third Slovak, uh, it's amazing. And being there with this company, it just it's something you never thought about that in yeah. my dreams. Your, uh, your number 81 is going up to the rafters, but I know early in your career, you had the inverse of that. You had number 18. Couldn't obviously wear that when you came to Chicago because of uh, Dennis Savard's number already being retired at the time. But uh, what was that like making that transition? And, and obviously now the number 81 has a, a strong significance to you as it's uh, retired forever. Yeah, so basically I came to National Hockey League. Uh, I wore 18 in Ottawa because they gave me three choices. They didn't have many numbers left. <laughs> so they gave me three choices. And one of them uh, was 18. The other one numbers weren't as nice. And I told myself, you know, I'm 18-year-old. You know, uh, it kind of started as a, mm -hmm. with a number 18. It makes sense because in Slovakia, when I play first time for the men's league i was 17 and i wore 17 so i said okay 18 makes sense and i was wearing 18 till atlanta when i come to detroit they already those guys won four stanley cups and kurt malby was number 18 so i didn't even bother to asking him you know <laughs> to switch his number so i just switched digits and yeah. i become 81 and also when i came to came to chicago i know dennis award was number 18 and he was already uh in the rafter so uh the good thing was I guess I was 81 and I was lucky probably with the number in Chicago. It's uh, it's funny how some things work out like that. Exactly. You go exactly. back to your, your time in Ottawa, but I want to take you back to the summer of 2009. You've said that signing in Chicago is the best decision that you've made. Take me through that summer because you've gone, you went to the Stanley Cup finals with the Penguins two years earlier. You sign in Detroit looking to get back you go to the Stanley Cup Finals, you lose to Pittsburgh, you're a free agent again. Obviously, you're looking to win. You have a decorated career already at that time. You want to win a Stanley Cup. What was that decision to come to Chicago and, and what was that summer like making uh, making that choice that affected your life? Yeah, that was uh, my only goal to win the Stanley Cup. And uh, I knew uh, I was going to become again a uh, free agent like second summer on a row. Uh, second time uh, unlucky to win Stanley Cup in the finals. So uh, that was difficult to deal with, uh, you know, losing two times on a row with uh, basically two teams I played for, <laughs> but uh, different. You switched uh, the bench the, in the middle. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but uh, I told myself, you know, you can uh, one thing, you can just, uh, you know, cry, feel sorry for yourself, or you can just, uh, uh, you know, just forget about it and get ready for the next season. And uh, that's what I tried to do. I, I know my quality, uh, which they were there. I felt really good. And obviously, uh, I just knew I want to sign with a team good, uh, who got the potential. There was a couple of choices, but uh, Chicago was, from uh, those choices, the favorite because the original six, they had the young uh, two superstars coming up in Kane Taves. They got a great core. Uh, lots of young players, and uh, I like that. Uh, I like that uh, Chicago was hockey city and become, uh, you know, more bus 
uh, they were getting better and the city just felt like again alive with the hockey because for a long time there was like really quiet here and uh, I think I talked to my agent Rich Winter and uh, you know I think I like the choice to go to Chicago so uh, we signed with the I think Del Taylor who was the general manager he offered me this long-term deal and uh, that was the best choice of my life uh, coming to this town. Could you have ever imagined, I know you wanted to get one Stanley Cup, but could you have ever imagined three in, in six seasons? Yeah, that's something. Uh, uh, when somebody would tell me that, I would be like, yeah, right, you're joking. <laughs> so I was, I, I, my goal was like in those 12 years of my contract, you know, uh, I would be really happy to win one. And obviously we were on the roll. We had a really good teams and uh, we got lucky to win three, uh, made a dynasty uh, with, uh, with the core core uh, group of the players great coaching staff in Joel Quinnville and uh, his assistants so uh, it was amazing right and uh, you know coming back to Chicago after four years uh, you when when I was landing there was like really rainy weather but I didn't care I was like you know this is like my second ho home my daughter was born here so it's always got a big heart in my uh, uh, in me well I mean it's it's special coming back because and I think when you were on the ice for Jonathan Taves 1000th game ceremony the other night. I don't know if you could hear it on the ice, but the moment your face was shown on the screen, the crowd started to go nuts. They didn't no announcement was made, no nothing, but they saw your face on the screen, a face that means so much to the people of this city, someone they hadn't seen in a while, and they started going crazy. I mean, what is that relationship that you've been able to build with the fans here and, and how special um is that moment to to finally be able to come back and and celebrate these moments with them yeah so when we were entering the red carpet uh i was like just looking for johnny because i had a stick right so yeah. i tried to make sure i got a room there to hand it to <laughs> him and and important uh, job yeah so uh, and all of a sudden i as a I, I was forward in the line and uh, guys start going on the ice i see i hear like really big cheers you know and uh, after that, I was just like, wow, that's cool. But I was looking for Johnny where he is so I can give him the stick, you know, <laughs> and uh, take a picture so I don't uh, hesitate there on the red carpet. But, uh, well, I didn't see that, you know, but lots of guys told me right afterwards, you know, you had the biggest cheer and uh, it's just amazing uh, to be here after four years. Obviously, people didn't see me probably for a long time and uh, I didn't realize, you know, I was my... My, my face was showing up on the Jumbotron. So I guess they find uh, I was in the building and uh, I just uh, really, really warm welcome. And I'm really thankful. I had a great relationship with the fan base here in Chicago. People are great to me and my family. And, you know, it's just, it just fun to be back. I know when you had to stop playing, it was kind of during the summer. You never really had a chance to come back and, and have a moment in front of the fans. I mean, you and I are sitting here talking on Wednesday, so by the time people hear this, you will have already had uh, a little bit of a moment in front of the fans on Thursday night, but what is that going to mean to you to be able to kind of have that cap on, on your career in front of them and, and be able to celebrate that moment? Yeah, it means lots to me because you're right. Uh, you know, uh, I had to make this decision after the season and I didn't show up there after like uh, for the next year. So basically, I kind of left like a ghost, and uh, and uh, but I I knew you know I'm gonna come back in this town uh, one day, uh, maybe when my contract is over. But I didn't realize you know uh, my goal was to sign as a Blackhawk for one day. Uh, and uh, Rock, I'm glad Rocky, uh, you know his promise uh, three years ago when I made uh, 
rights for the team to trade my contract to Arizona to help the team, you know, free up the space. Mm-hmm. Uh, went, uh, you know, uh, his word meant something, and I'm glad, you know, we are sitting here today, and uh, you know, I'll be signing contract with the Blackhawks uh, for the last time, and it's just a special feeling to coming down uh, to retirement as a Blackhawk, and it means so much to me. But uh, you know, being uh, uh, being one of those guys uh, going to the rafter is just so special and i'm really thankful to uh, rocky words and his family uh, to doing that you uh, you got a lot of practice today signing the paper signing <laughs> everything we've had you sign a bunch of different autographs for for fans and um, different items to help the the blackhawks foundation but um i want to talk about the last six months to a year for you uh inducted into the hockey hall of fame first ballot hall of famer that's about as distinguished as an honor as you can get from the Hockey Hall of Fame to go in the first time around. What did that mean to you? What was that call like? I know you had to wait a little bit extra because of the pandemic mm-hmm. induction delayed a year, but what was that moment like for you? Yeah, so uh, we waited uh, one year, and uh, uh, but uh, the, the moment uh, when the day came and uh, I was one of those guys uh, waiting for the call. Uh, my agent called me like, this could be your day, you know, we wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, nighttime in Slovakia, they were announcing it, and he, Lenny McDonald and I saw Toronto number uh, <laughs> uh, towards the middle of the night, uh, middle of the night, uh, calling me to Slovakia, and I said, to my wife, you know, it's like Toronto number, so she's like, you better pick it up. <laughs> so, uh, so I pick it up, and uh, Lenny just uh, told me the exciting news. You know, I was selected uh, between uh, those lots of players to become Hall of Famer. It was like, you know, something really, really special. And being in that company with all those special players, my heroes when I was growing up, like Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, and I'm, you know, in that company, it still didn't sing in totally, but it's just amazing feeling. You mentioned your hero, Wayne Gretzky. I know you grew up in what at the time was Czechoslovakia, watching hockey on TV, mm-hmm. watching Wayne Gretzky. Take me back to your, your childhood. You know, how did Hall of Famer, Marian Hossa get into the sport of hockey and, and really start to grow his game. I know you came over and played a year of junior hockey in, in the U.S. I mean, what, what was your path as a, as a child and, and really taking, taking it back to the beginning? Yeah, so I started as a five-year-old, uh, you know, start playing hockey because my father was a hockey player. He played for the home team uh, in, in Dukla Trenčín and the army team. And me and my brother start skating and uh, we really start liking it. We play outside our uh, apartment, uh, ball hockey all the time after the school. So uh, we become, uh, uh, you know, really fans of these sports. And uh, when I saw first time, maybe I was seven year, seven or eight years old uh, during the communist time, On a, we didn't get that much footage from National Hockey League, mm-hmm. but somehow in the sports news I saw Edmonton Oilers and they're showing Wayne Gretzky breaking some record yeah. and I was like wow like who's that guy so obviously then I had a, like a uh, bunch of cards I could trade in a uh, card show uh, so I went down there and I trade a bunch of my cards because I saw the VHS tape uh, of Wayne Gretzky so I trade lots of my cards to get a tape <laughs> and I run home and put a big tape you know in a v- <laughs> VCR or what do you call it you know yeah VHS uh, yeah, VH, yeah yeah so I put it there and I started watching the tape and I was blowing away like the highlights, you know, the things he did on the ice and, and the kind of really motivated me to, you know, do try to those things. So when become my favorite player and uh, later on when I was older, me and my brother through the nights, we started watching the NHL playoffs and one of them, 
was when uh, Pittsburgh Penguins played Chicago Blackhawks. I mm-hmm. think that was 91 or 92. Yeah. I can't remember exactly that year. And uh, there was Mario Lemieux and Jaromir Jagr. And I really admired those two players playing. That was like really good. Obviously, Blackhawks had really good players too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie Belfort was in the net. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy Rovnik uh, and uh, Steve Larmer. Yeah. Uh, I got Steve Larmer jersey when I was a young kid. <laughs> so, uh, so that was like, I always have something about for Chicago, I like the logo. Then later on, I played uh, played for Portland with the same logo, mm-hmm. and uh, so uh, so yeah, that was uh, my childhood. Was uh, I was idolizing those guys, and until today, I got when I finished my career in my office, I got two jerseys. Mm-hmm. I got the jersey of Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux signed to Marin Hossa, you know, mm-hmm. personalized, and then I put between them my jersey. Uh, when I scored 500 goals and uh, basically uh, when I was Hall of Famer, I kind of, now I can maybe just tiny bit, I feel like, you know, part I of that, that group part a little of that bit. Group, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Obviously, I know that, you know, like uh, those two guys are like number one, number two, but uh, I just feel like, you know, it's just like my hanging my jersey mm-hmm. there, but I just mean something more. So it's definitely those guys kind of like were my superheroes. We talked about Stan Makita and, and Peter Stastny just a little bit ago, but what kind of path did they particularly pave for you? I mean, two Czech players coming over, playing in the NHL, really the first of, of their kind to really pave that path and, and break that uh, barrier, come over to the United States. I mean, how how much of those guys are your, your hockey idols in terms of allowing you to do what you do because of what they were able to do yeah they uh two slovak players slovakia yeah so they come from part of czechoslovakia back in the day but uh obviously they play way ahead of me so i don't remember much but i at least i you know was watching some highlights uh especially of stan mikita i know peter stasny a little bit when i was watching him towards the late of his career and it's just amazing they were like special players and uh uh yeah they're like legend, back, legends back home in Slovakia. And uh, actually, funny story, I was at the airport going to Chicago, and I was uh, waiting in a, in a lounge and uh, having coffee, and all of a sudden I look across, and there is Peter Stastny <laughs> sitting. So I walk up to him, it's like, hi, hey, Peter. Uh, you know, like I, had a, I wore a mask, so mm-hmm. I said, uh, he didn't re- like first you know, recognize me, but after, like, he recognized me afterwards. So he's like, Hoss, like, where are you traveling? So we start talking, you know, for probably half an hour, and we had a good talk, and he's like, welcome to the, you know, Hall of Fame company, you know, it's just congratulations. And there was nice words. Basically, different era guys, you know, two guys from Slovakia flying mm-hmm. same flight to Chicago on a plane, and that was like we had a, we had a good talk, and uh, that was nice to see a player like that, uh, you know, uh, just easy talk, uh, talk about the old times, and uh, same thing with uh, Stan Mikita when I was here, I had a great relationship with him, and uh, that was just amazing, uh, amazing to know Stan uh, on the early uh, when I came early in my career uh, into Chicago. We, you know, I spent a little time with him, and uh, that was that was great to listen to his stories and uh, how humble he was. And basically, he got a statue in front of the United Center, so that's huge. And that, I was just living the dream. Is it uh, a little surreal to now have young players from not only the Czech Republic but Slovakia and the entire region now looking up to you in, in that same light? I know I saw you and Dominic Kubli had a little conversation earlier. I mean. 
what what's it like to kind of be on the flip side of that now yeah i, I still don't kind of like realizing this uh, i just feel like uh, i'm like one of these guys you know uh, maybe <laughs> just have a practice in a couple of minutes and go on the ice but uh, yeah it, uh, i guess uh, those guys are like half a age or younger i realized that uh, i'm 43 and there's like 20 22 year old guys <laughs> you know so there's like big big difference in the age but uh it's just fun uh, fun to be part of this and uh, I still don't realize that like I'm the guy maybe somebody looking up to you know you still look like you could step on the ice and, and play I mean you're in great shape you're, you're physically ready to go but I mean how, how how tough was that to to be able to step away or to have to step away and kind of adjust to post playing life yeah probably I can still beat some of these guys there you, uh, go. you know in a blue you look blue. like you could score yeah. 30 goals no problem <laughs> well, uh, I'm not sure about that but uh, because I haven't <laughs> been on the ice like uh, four years only when I went to the Toronto played yeah. the game I kind of practiced two times but that's about <laughs> it uh, but I do different type of activities to stay fit I like to work out I'm still working out pretty much uh, every second day and uh, I like to you know I do lots of boxing the last two years I pick up the boxing lessons and I'm sparring uh, with the different guys and uh, just enjoying that and uh, mountain biking skiing so yeah. i really like to stay active and uh, try to stay in a shape that's uh that's something i enjoyed and uh you know that's my lifestyle i do have to ask you i know you started your career in ottawa uh i know the city holds a special place in your in your heart as well but um eugene melnick passed away recently you guys didn't cross paths a ton when you were there but knowing what he meant to that city i mean how important was he for the senators and that organization as a whole yeah, I think uh, Eugene came there as soon as I left, uh, yeah. so we didn't get across uh, much. Obviously, I know who he was, uh, what he did for the town, and you know, just sad news. So when you heard, when you, when I heard it, uh, I was in Slovakia and I read it in the paper. I was like, wow, you know, like uh, life could be really, you know, change in a dime, and uh, you have to enjoy the moment where, where we're living because. Uh, because it's uh, just you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. So it was uh, sad news to hear because he meant so much for the senators. Yeah. All right. Before we let you go, I want to do a quick fire round. I'm going to ask a question. First answer that comes to your mind. Um, just want to want to hear what comes to your mind. So this first off, tricky. yeah, I'm going to put you on the spot before we let you go. Uh, favorite goal you scored as a Blackhawk? Uh, 2010 playoff against Nashville. Game five after a uh, little little time in the box and uh, <laughs> yeah. long long five minutes <laughs> of your life, a right? Long time in the box. Uh, I want you to pick a pair because you played with both Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane, or Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. Uh, wow, that's you put me in a tough <laughs> spot. Well, Sid was un unbelievable uh, to play with. So, uh, but you know, uh, playing with the Kaner and Johnny was—I think Johnny and uh, Kaner. But you know, it's it's tough. It's not fair. <laughs> Four elite players, regardless. Yeah. Um, favorite favorite teammate. Favorite teammate. Um. Wow, I, I I was so lucky to play with so many great yeah. uh, great teammates. I think somebody like from uh, Slovakia when I was playing with Big Z in Odawa, we had we had fun. Or Marty mm -hmm. Havlad, you know, in a young age, uh, uh, because the, there's Czech and Slovaks, you know, we had like lots to talk about. Uh, it's tough to pick one exactly yeah. player. Uh, last one for you: favorite favorite memory with the Blackhawks. Uh, favorite memory uh, that was in Philadelphia uh, in 2010 when Johnny 
when we won and uh, Patrick Kane scored the uh, biggest goal uh, you know I was part of mm-hmm. and uh, when Johnny ha- ha- handed me the Stanley Cup and he let it go and the weight of the cup you know just blow me away like how heavy the thing is and just the relief so that's my favorite moment you know winning uh, in the Philadelphia well Congratulations. I know that's a lot of fans' favorite moment uh, as well as watching you lift that cup after uh, a long path. But um, once again, congratulations on not only coming back to Chicago, officially retiring as a Blackhawk, but also seeing your number uh, go to the rafters. I know we're going to have you back uh, next year for that official moment, but uh, at least making it public and and letting people know that significant honor that that you're going to have. So congratulations. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was amazing, right? And I'm thankful, uh, you know, uh, this is always happening. So thank you. Well, that will do it for this week's episode. Uh, A special thank you once again to Marion Hosa for joining us today. For Marion, I'm Carter Baum. We'll see you next time on Blackhawks Insider, presented by Chevy Drive Chicago. Drive what Canyon Tapes drive.